They say that I'm the kind of man who always speaks his mind To me there's nothing stronger than the truth They can ask me almost anything and I'll tell it like it is But darling, when they ask me about you I tell it like it used to be When you were still in love with me Before you got too used to me And wanted someone new I tell it like it ought to be Cause how it was a T. Graham Brown, and I tell it like it used to be, you are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes show in the company of your Cabacus Nova, Romeo the Rodeo, and the Italian Dijonek. And my people, it's truly an honor and a pleasure to welcome back the show after way too long, the one and only T. Graham Brown. Hey, T., how are you today? Oh, I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me on your show. Oh, we're very, very happy to have you back. You know, we missed you. It's always a great time when you hang out with us. So super happy you could take the time this this time too. And speaking of great things, we just heard eight, one of your, the many fantastic songs that you put out. Of course, I tell it like it used to be. And when it comes to this song, are there any stories or anecdotes behind this song and how it came about? You know, when I was uh, when I had just moved to Nashville, I started singing song demos for songwriters and publishing companies, and I got a call to go to Tree International uh, Publishing Company, which was uh, one of the last big independent uh, publishing companies in town. And one of the songs they wanted me to sing was "I Tell It Like It Used to Be," so I went in and sang the demo for it. 
and it just kind of sat on a shelf for a couple of years. And in the intervening time, I had signed with Capitol Records. So when we were looking for songs, um, somebody suggested that somebody had remembered, I tell it like it used to be. So we went and uh, asked if that song was still available and it was still just sitting on the shelf. Nobody had put it out. So we went in and recorded it and Capitol Records uh, put it out as a single. That was the first hit I had. Um, that's the one, you know, man, when, when I signed with Capitol Records, I didn't have an album deal back then. When I signed with Capitol, I had a singles deal. And that meant that I didn't I didn't feel official because I, they haven't hadn't asked me to cut an album. I only got to cut a single and they would put the single out. And if the single did not hit, they had the option to put another single out. And if it didn't hit, they could put another single out. So I, it was called a six singles deal. So, you know, I was kind of worried because it was no guarantee that I would ever put an album out on Capitol. But when they put, I tell it like it used to be out, it was a hit. So they immediately called for an album. So that made me kind of feel official once I, once it was decided that I would actually go in and finish an album. So that really made me feel good when I tell it like it used to be hit. Well, that's a, that's an amazing, amazing story. And, you know, from, uh, you know, your first hit to uh, the, the current uh, time, you know, present day, I believe you have a new album coming out. Could you uh, tell us a little bit about what to expect from this new album and whether you have a hard date as to when it will be released? Man, you're going to love this. So I went, down to, <laughs> I went down to Muscle Shoals, Alabama, and I recut a lot of old 60s soul hits that were originally cut in Memphis or originally cut in Muscle Shoals. They were calling the album from Memphis to Muscle Shoals. So I cut a bunch of old soul songs. Like, for instance, we cut Knock on Wood and we cut... Uh, uh, at the dark end of the street and just some old soul song, old standard soul song. So once I got the tracks cut, I started calling up friends of mine. I started off with Sam Moore from Sam and Dave. And once he said, yes, we went down to Miami at Criteria Studios and recorded him. And then I thought, man, I'm going to call Dwight Yoakam and ask him if he'll sing on I'm Your Puppet. So Dwight's an old friend of mine. I called him and he said, I was telling him about this album. He said, man, did you cut, did you cut uh, I'm Your Puppet? And I said, well, it's funny you asked that. I, I did cut it. I, I asked him if he'd sing on it. He said, yeah. So then I called Sammy Hagar, is a friend of mine, and he sang on uh, one called Walking the Dog. And then I called Winona. And she sang on an old Al Green song called Take Me to the River. And then I called Tanya Tucker and she's singing on uh, At the Dark End of the Street. And then I called Eddie Floyd, who sang the original Knock on Wood song and wrote it. And he's 84 years old and I got him to come to Muscle Shoals and do a duet. And then I called up little Anthony from little Anthony and the Imperials to sing a duet with me. So I got all these cool people singing on this record and it'll probably be out in June. 
Wow. Well, that sounds like an amazing project, you know, with some uh, some great uh, country stars all around and you included. So uh, definitely very excited about this one. Sounds like it's going to be an awesome, awesome album indeed. And I'm actually curious when it comes to your concerts, aside from your more notable hits, are there songs of yours that you are surprised that folks want you to sing at your concerts? Well, you know, I'll, I'll just throw in song. You know, I might throw in a Merle Haggard song um, or an Otis Redding song. I don't really have a set list. I, I, I sing most of the songs that people expect to hear, you know, songs that were hits. But I'll just throw songs in there. Um, I might throw a couple of old soul songs in. I usually sing a couple of gospel songs, um, maybe a classic country song or two. So I kind of make it up as I go. Well, well, that's cool. Yes, I guess that's and no, everybody. Nobody knows what to expect when it comes to a T. Graham, uh, T. Graham Brown concert. That's fantastic. And uh, uh, I'm also wondering, you know, you've, as you mentioned before, have had so many hits throughout the course of your career. Is there a country hit out there that you wish you had had the chance to record when it was being pitched? Good. That's a good question, man. Um. Well, of course, I wish I had some smash like uh, Friends in Low Places or or something, maybe something, the, the biggest hit of all time, something like that. But no, I really hadn't thought of that question, man. That's a good question, though. Um, maybe some classic country song, maybe like Big City. I love Big City by Merle Haggard. That would have been a fun one to cut. Um, but, you know, there's so many to pick from. That's a hard question to answer. Well, I know I, I kind of put you on the spot with that one, T. I I, I, I know. But uh, and moving on from that, you know, you mentioned some of your your friends within the music business that will be collaborating on this new album of yours. Uh, amongst these folks and stuff, is there a particular colleague of yours in the music business that you admire the most and you almost say, you know, I wish I were more like that guy or like that gal. I really respect them for what they do. Well, you know, one of my heroes is Delbert McClinton, and mm -hmm. he might be the one that I wish I was more like. You know, he's not a country star and he never really had any big hits, but he was kind of a cult figure you know he's a white guy that sings r&b and he's one of my heroes so he'd be one that i wish i was more like i guess but i don't know man i have a lot of friends in this business that i really admire so it'd be hard to, to name just one but delbert mcclinton would would be and you know who else i really like is van morrison i would i would like to be more talented that way like van morrison such a great writer and uh singer i've been a huge fan of his forever but he would be uh, he's like a hero to me and Delbert mcclinton's like a hero to me well you just name checked two fantastic artists in their own right and you know going back to your to your younger days you know, to your youth well did you have a particular dream car growing up you know like think to yourself I wish I could own that car. That's the car of my dreams. That's the car I want to take girls out in and that kind of stuff. You know, man, I, I've had over 50 different cars in my life. Wow. Um, 
I, I, you know, I'll buy one and keep it a while and sell it. I mean, I've had all my dream cars. I've had Corvettes and I've had old Cadillacs and I've had muscle cars and pickup trucks. And so, uh, I've had everything. I love, uh, I love old Cadillacs. I've had several of those. Uh, like I said, Corvette, I really wanted Corvette and I got one of those when I was in college and, uh, Harley Davidson's I've had, I really like motorcycles. Um, but yeah, I just, I just had a 1965 GMC, um, uh, pickup truck that I gave to a friend of mine and I, yeah, I've had, I've had some great stuff right now, right now, Sheila and I have a, an old, uh, GMC, probably a 2006 GMC truck that's got a quarter of a million miles on it. And we have a, uh, a Lexus that Sheila gets to drive around in. So that's what we have right now. Wow. Well, I mean, sounds like that. Like I said, yeah, you definitely know your vehicles and definitely had some great ones throughout the course of your life indeed. And Coming to, to this year, to 2023, T, you know, now, of course, we're only the third month of this brand new year. What does 2023 look like for you and what are your objectives for this year? Well, I got a calendar right here. I've been looking at it all morning. Nice. <laughs> we're booking dates and um, we'll probably do 70 or 80 shows this year. Uh, I got a couple of movies that I'm doing. Uh, you know, I have, we have an autobiography that'll be coming out later this year that we're finishing up and it's called, believe it or not, I tell it like it used to be. And we're, uh, you know, I don't know if I've talked to you since I have, you know, I have a serious XM satellite radio, uh, radio show now. Yeah. So I'm into the fourth year of doing it and I'm going to keep doing it. This it's a lot of fun. So I got a lot of stuff to do this year. I got to cut a hymns record, some old gospel hymns, and then I'm going to cut a what I call a regular T. Graham Brown record. Um, I haven't cut a T. Graham Brown record in a long time, so I'm looking forward to doing that. And then I need to cut a classic country covers album. So I got three albums I want to do this year, if there's any way I can do it. Wow. Well, definitely a very prolific man as always and a very busy man as always. And we're so happy to see you keeping busy, T. It's a fantastic thing. And for those who want to stay up to date with everything you have going on, because you do have a lot going on, where can folks, where can we send these folks to to stay up to date with everything T. Graham Brown? Well, we have tgrahambrown.com that you can go and see our tour schedule. Uh, plus, it's got music on. If you want to buy some T. Graham Brown music, uh, you can go to our website and we have, you know, all the stuff, T-shirts and all that kind of stuff. And then we have a really cool Facebook page that I have a guy that keeps it up. We try to keep it up every day or two, something new on there. And we have Instagram and Twitter. So the usual places, but um, people can just Google T. Graham Brown and a lot of stuff will pop up. Fantastic. So yes, Google is your friend, listeners, if you want to find out more about uh, everything T. Graham Brown. And uh, yeah. speaking of great things, T, we're going to be seeing you out here with another fantastic song, which I know was a big one for you, which will be Don't Go to Strangers. Now, when it comes to this song, are there any stories behind this one? You know, one of the writers on this song was the late, great Russell Smith. 
And nice. For, for people that don't know who Russell Smith is, I urge everybody that hears this to go to YouTube and look up Russell Smith. He was a great artist, but he started a band called the Amazing Rhythm Aces in the 70s. And he wrote and sang a song called Third Rate Romance, Low Rent Rendezvous, that was a big hit in 1973. Russell Smith has such a unique voice, and he's a great writer. He wrote a lot of big hits for other country artists in his career. So go check out Russell Smith. I guarantee you that you'll be glad you did. He's a great artist, and it'll be if. If your listeners have never heard of Russell Smith, they need to check out Russell Smith. So I used to write songs with this guy. He played me Don't Go to Strangers one day. I really liked it. We went in the studio and cut it, and it turned out to be a number one country song. Well, fantastic story. And yes, I am right there with uh, Mr. T. Graham Brown, folks. Check out Russell Smith if you've yet to do so, because the man did some fantastic, fantastic work in his time. Indeed, great singer, songwriter for sure. So we're going to be going into this awesome song. This will be T. Graham Brown and Don't Go to Strangers. T, I want to once again, thank you so, so much for your time. I truly appreciate that. And of course, I want to wish you continued success with your career and all the very best for 2023. Oh, God bless you, man. And thanks for having me on your show. I'm your friend. And if you ever need me, just get in touch with me, buddy. I'll do anything you need for me to do. Oh, well, we definitely appreciate it. Well, my people, you heard it from T. Graham Brown. Be sure to keep up to date with all the great things he has going on. Here's another great song of his. This will be Don't Go to Strangers. You are tuned into the Whiskey and Cigarettes Show with your Italian Dijonic. We'll be right back after this. Every night 
down your sweet love to someone you don't really want. Can't you see you'd be happy with me? I'd be much more than your confidant. Cause I'm the one you tell your trouble. 